It's 30 minutes after the hour of 12 on Voice of the Cape. I'm your host, Mishka Daris. I am uh, in the hot seat today as I've got to take over uh, for this uh, holiday period from Rushan Isaacs. As uh, you heard last week, the program has come to an end, unfortunately, or at least that season has come to an end. She will be back with you next year, inshallah, when the schools open. She'll be taking back the seat again, inshallah, and we hope to even get into more detail as to what, um, the, what she will be up to in terms of modest wear as well. Um, in the meantime what we will be doing though is we'll be taking every single Monday for the next five weeks and discussing oh, different ways of healing and these are not necessarily the what we would know as the western method of healing uh, by taking a tablet and drinking the tablet and um, you know um, there goes the way the headache etc what we will be doing this time around is looking at integrative and aesthetic medicine i think you had a little bit of a taste of her when i spoke to dr leila sadin who is the founder and director of renaissance health um she is from cape town and uh, basically what we will be doing is a series of programs on different ty- types of healing um it might be um energy healing different forms of energy healing and when we speak about energy healing we mean reiki um we mean also um, in terms of uh, uh, trauma release therapy, quantum energy um, as well, all of those things that we might not be so familiar with but that actually does work as well. Today specifically focusing on homeopathy and we're going to be getting an explanation from Dr. Leila as to first of all what is integrative medicine and then going to be discussing homeopathy and how that can work or if it can work in conjunction with your um, medication that you would get from a western doctor per se. So uh, just a little bit of a background, Dr. Leila is the founder and director of Renaissance Health and she did grow up in Cape Town. She's born and bred Capetonian and then studied medicine at UCT. She completed her community service at Baraguanath Hospital in Soweto and then she came home to work as an ER or an emergency relief doctor at Vincent Palotti as well as a GP at Medicross in Pinelands. She has a passion for alternative medicine and uh, she furthers her postgrad studies in homeopathy, in Reiki, aesthetic medicine and integrative medicine. She's also currently the practitioner and the principal practitioner at Renaissance Health where she practices integrative and aesthetic medicine. So joining me in studio as mentioned earlier, Dr. Leila Sadin, the founder and director of Renaissance Health. Dr. Leila, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Ishka. How are you, my darling? I'm very well. Good. So you were rushing. I am. I'm constantly in and out of emergencies at work. So I'm afraid that was the plan today. I had to deal with an emergency before I came. I'm very sorry I'm late. No problem whatsoever. So as we mentioned, the lines are going to be open, 021-442-3530. But first of all, let's get to the start of it all. Explain mm. to us integrative medicine. Okay, so um, integrative medicine is a fairly new practice in uh, this country. It's been around for a very long time in the rest of the world. Um, it is effectively saying that um, medical doctors uh, need to look a little bit broader than what we've been taught at med school and we need to start integrating um, alternative healing practices that have been working over thousands of years Mm, mm. and so um, there's a very large group of doctors um, being called integrative doctors now um, which is growing more and more every day alhamdulillah and it's just really the kind of doctor that accepts that you can you know you can be taking your homeopathic medicines or your tub medicines or whatever else at the same time as taking your western medicine Mm. or Instead of taking this, and, and we can basically help the patient uh, work out the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we try and focus a lot less on what 
medicine do you need? Um, but also, where did it all go wrong? What happened that made it go wrong? How can we help uh, holistically yeah. make your life better. Mm, I think that's yeah. all what we, we're searching for that. We're yeah. searching for not necessarily only taking the medication, but we're yeah. looking at overall wellness at the end of the day. How can Absolutely. we be more conscious of ourselves? Yes, and how can we prevent getting sick in the first place? Mm. Yeah. So we're doing five series of this. I'm really excited and we're going Shana. to be looking at various forms of healing. Um, but for now, today's discussion is going to go around homeopathy and mm -hmm. that's what we are going to drive. So if you've got any questions that are related you can call Dr. Leila on 021-442-3530 or SMS 47913. So mm -hmm. let's uh, go into it. What is homeopathy? Okay, so first my disclaimer is that I am not a homeopath. I studied homeopathy post-grad for four years and then took a break to have babies and never went and finished. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, I think I understand it on the level that the layman needs to understand it. Okay. So, and um, when the questions come, please remember I'm not a homeopath. Um, so, homeopathy. Okay, so basically, homeopathy has been around for more than 200 years. Okay. Um, a doctor, a, a medical doctor, Dr. Hanuman, discovered homeopathy. Uh -huh. And what he found was that there was a medicine called quinine that was used to treat malaria. So we know malaria gives us a high fever. Um, basically, that's one of the biggest things. It's a specific kind of fever. Mm. And then he found that if you use this medicine quinine in a healthy person, it would cause a fever similar okay. to malaria uh -huh. and so he developed this theory that medicines that cause a certain group of symptoms in a healthy person can actually be used to treat a patient who has an illness that causes those symptoms okay makes sense mishka that sounds interesting okay, let's, let's go through that a bit more. okay so um when we use homeopathic medicines, we try and use the um, principle that like cures like. Okay. So if a patient has, for example, I'll use the onion remedy. Um, you know when you cut an onion and your eyes run and it burns? Mm. So if a patient has an illness that causes that, like a bad cold, for example, uh -huh. the remedy in homeopathy would be the onion. Okay. Okay, so that's very interesting, right? So how we make it so that you don't just take the onion, obviously the same thing's going to happen to you is that the onion is then uh, taken and dissolved in some uh, water uh -huh. until there is no more chemical trace left of the onion. Okay. So it's dissolved massively in buckets and buckets of water. And then we use a process called potentization where we shake and pound and just basically beat that little uh, vial of fluid uh -huh. so that the energy of the onion is released. Okay, so that's the fluid only. Exactly. Mm. So there's no actual chemical of onion left in the, in the product, which is why it's gotten so much flack because people say, oh my gosh, we're just selling water. Um, that may be it, but we don't understand the energetic principles of the, um, or, or rather we can't prove it. Uh. So uh, it works. And I think all of us at some point have had access to a homeopathic treatment somewhere along the line and mm. found that it does actually work, especially so for children. the omen sarat, that's what they used to call it back then, no? Yeah. I, to a I certain think, degree, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think the Omen Sadat is more uh, naturopathy or herbal medicine. Okay. We used to use more natural medicines. Yes, homeopathic medicines are natural, mm -hmm. but it is a little bit more than that. It's actually extracting the energy of that product. 
and using it very differently. So how does then drinking that that uh, water mm. help cure a cold or flu? Um, so is, so the water is then taken and then it's sprinkled onto little pillules. Okay, so you get tiny little tablets or uh-huh. granules, and that's how people will understand homeopathy usually because that's what you buy at the, okay. at the health shop. Yes, and uh, literally, I mean, the minute my children get a cold, they get some allium sepa, which is the um, name of the onion remedy. Mm-hmm. Um, put it on their tongues; it dissolves, and within a day or two, they're better. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, or, or coughs or, or anything really. Uh, headaches. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah. I think I, I now know what you're speaking about because when my son was teething, mm. someone gave me those small little like beads, yes. very, very tiny, and exactly. then you just put it on the tongue and dissolve it. Exactly. And that seemed to have helped. Exactly. And that awesome. is homeopathy. And I think a lot of people get confused and they think that any natural medicine is homeopathy. Uh. It's not. Homeopathy works on an energy level of the body. Um, not a chemical level, okay. and so therefore doesn't cause chemical side effects, mm, which, which is most part. most um, medicines do, exactly. even herbal medicines. Okay, we've already got questions coming in. Mm. Shall we take them and see if we can help? What can I use for a swollen knee? I've got arthritis. Do I have to need? Um, do I have to use a knee replacement, or do I have to have a knee replacement? Sorry. Okay, so um, I'm going to. Okay, so most of the questions we're getting, if I look at them, seem to be aimed at me as an integrative GP, not specifically as a homeopath. I'm really grateful for that. Um, But since we are talking about homeopathy, um, swollen knee, there are many remedies that we can definitely use to address that. And I would say, if homeopathy sounds interesting to you, to please see a homeopath, because there are homeopathic remedies that can help you to avoid needing a knee replacement. Okay. Mm. Um, From an integrative perspective um, with osteoarthritis it's a degenerative disease it means that it's from using that knee over and over and over again with age eventually the the bones start to rub against each other and Ouch. that's why it gets swollen mm. yeah and so as a degenerative thing no we can't magically make the knee go back to a 20 year old but we can reduce the amount of pain around that Mm. And so we use uh, various herbal medicines to reduce inflammation. Flamgesic is one of my favorites. Um, Rumalaya Forte from Himalaya is wonderful as well. That's an Ayurvedic uh, herb. And then definitely increase the omega-3s in the diet. That means eating more salmon or taking omega-3 supplement every day. Okay. And then watching the diet again, whenever there's inflammation, I will say this a million times over the next five days, when there's inflammation... You have to look at your diet. There's a strong chance that you are intolerant to foods like gluten, dairy, etc. Mm. So that cause can, can cause quite a lot of instability within the body. And pain. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So any of those other questions, you can send them to 47913. We'll answer them to the best of our ability or call us on 021-442-3530. So the next question, what are some of the examples of the homeopathic remedies that we have? Okay, so like we mentioned, the onion, that's, that's one which is really an amazing thing because, you know, when you, um, when you have hay fever, sometimes you've got those teary eyes oh, and yeah. your eyes burn, mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. And it really does seem very similar to when you're cutting an onion. Yes. Yeah. Um, Allium sepa or the onion remedy works very well for that okay. as well. Um, and any, rem- any illness where there's lots of fluid, you know, where there's runniness of stuff, um, onions work very well. Okay. 
Um, Don't go eat an onion now. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work that yeah, way. No, <laughs> dissolve the onion and shake the onion. Then you can use it. Um, the next one is um, arsenicum. So if you remember the word ars, arsen, arsenic, okay. yeah, it's a poison. Uh, right? So we, we remember there was a time that people were putting arsenic in envelopes or whatever. Yes. And People were dying. So arsenic is a poison that causes tummy problems, tummy mm. pain. It causes diarrhea, um, extensive dehydration, nausea, and then eventually death. So we use homeopathic doses of arsenic, mm -hmm. literally the poison, but it cannot cause death because it's been dissolved so much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To treat things like severe stomach pain or dehydration or diarrhea. Okay. Yeah. Are we starting to understand now? Yes, yes, how it definitely. works. Um, another one. So the, the other thing to remember is that it not only treats symptoms on the surface, but also can treat a whole constitution or personality of a person. So a good example of that is iron. Mm. Um, it's called ferrum in homeopathy. Yes. Um, when you think of iron, it's a, you know, you think of someone with an iron wool. You know, it's like unshaking and they they are stubborn and they won't change and mm. they driven and they work hard. Mm. And the kind of person that we use, that we treat Ferrum with is exactly like that. Okay. It's a person who just, you know, they work very hard. They, you know, you can't change their mind about anything. They're very stubborn. They can't be easily changed. Their mind can't be changed. They're temperamental. They're difficult people. And you give them very high concentrations of iron and you see how their whole personality settles down. And this is the same for almost all kinds of people. There's a remedy for everybody. That's called the constitutional remedy. So we all have a personality which is our constitution. Mm -hmm. And then we get sick. Uh -huh. So the iron person can get a cold, can get a flu, can get diarrhea. He will have a remedy that will treat him as a person. Yes. So keep his personality more settled. And then he will have little remedies whenever he gets sick. Okay. And if you are generally a homeopathic patient, you will know that you will have some remedies you take every day and some remedies that you only take when you need them. I think I need a few of those. All of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. So 021 <clears throat> If you've got any questions, you're welcome to send them through. Uh, the next one says, I've got a flu. I'm not taking any medication and decided to let it run, to let it run its course. I'm tongue twisted today. Mm. Is this a good thing? That's a very good question. So I often get patients coming saying, um, you know, I had this problem, that problem, but I don't going to take the medicine uh. and so I'm not going to do anything you know I'm gonna make salah and make dua that I'm gonna get better which is good yes that is helpful it's a good thing but yeah. we also need to do more so doing nothing as an alternative is not necessarily a good thing yeah mm. if you're not taking any medication well done I congratulate you but you've got to do more than that so when you have an infection the biggest thing to look at is what is my immune system doing okay is my immune system strong enough to deal with this if you are you know you're an athlete and you're not stressed and you eat well and you've got a good weight etc then I'm sure your immune system can deal with the flu mm. if you know that it's not you don't have an ideal health then you've got to help it a little bit okay. so get some echina force which is a wonderful herb for helping the immune system mm -hmm. high doses of vitamin C um, and a good quality vitamin C not just any old vitamin C over the counter um, 
uh, rest, drink lots of water, eat the food that you know will nourish your system. Okay. Lots of vegetables, for example, and limit the amount of meat. Um, and then if the flu isn't getting better, come and see us or go see homeopath. Mm. I hope that does help you, inshallah. Next call, call, the next one is a caller online, so Voice of the Cape, assalamu alaikum. <coughs> We're just going to get Dr. Leila to put on some headphones so that she can hear. Uh, Voice of the Cape, assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam, how are you? Alhamdulillah yourself. Alhamdulillah, with the kudrat of Allah. I just want to know, I've got the ulcer stomach, man. And my stomach is there. Uh, I've got diarrhea uh, now. What can I use? Assalamu okay. alaikum, auntie. It's uh, Dr. Leila here. Can, um, auntie, can I just ask you to, to turn the volume down of the radio, Canela? Because okay, uh, it is it, echoing. It, yes, we'll hold on for you as well. <laughs> so um, the the auntie will check her name okay. when, when <laughs> we come back. back. Now from from there, so the number to dial 021-442-3530. And if you do call us, please, uh, if you can, turn down the volume of the radio. It does help us quite a bit. Uh, are you back? Okay, she's still finding the radio. <laughs> or, uh, alternatively, SMS us on 47913. In studio with us is Dr. Leila Sadin, who is an integrative specialist. Uh, Auntie, salam alaikum. Okay, your name, please. I'm the lady of the ulcer stomach. No problem. <laughs> also, Auntie. What's your name, my love? Auntie Kaya. Auntie Kaya, alaikum. Um, my sweetheart, the first thing I would say to you is there are a few foods that we know you must stay away from when you have... Oh, there's a lot of foods that I can't eat. Right. So you know that and you stay away from them, do you? Like what? Um, things like caffeine, sugar, curry, chilies, tomatoes. I don't, I don't drink caffeine. Okay. I drink the... the Green tea, oh, not green tea. Um, rooibos. Uh, rooibos tea. Good. Yeah, rooibos tea, ginger. ginger okay. Rooibos tea, that I drink. Okay. And uh, no milk, Good. no sugar. Good. But I can't eat fruit, man, and I'm so fond of fruit. Yeah, mm. there are there are a few fruits specifically that you should stay away from. But when your stomach is in that inflamed, uh, sore state, then it's very difficult to tolerate almost anything, isn't it? It's so, so it's just running. Okay, but you have an ulcer. Yeah. Okay, so ulcer and a runny tummy are two different things. Mm. Yeah. When you have an ulcer, it's up at the top of your stomach. It's when you have the burning, the pain. No, uh, I haven't got it. Right. So that is an ulcer. But you've been, have you been told you have an ulcer? Yeah, yeah, I was in hospital with an ulcer. So you had a scope and you do have an yeah, ulcer. Yeah. Okay, so that's a different thing. It's not going to give you the diarrhea. Yeah, so how long have you had the runny tummy? Oh, it's now a long time. Okay, for a few months? No, not months, weeks. A few weeks. Okay, mm. so that can be two things. The first thing it can be is an infection. And if you have an infection for weeks, you have to see the doctor. Mm. Yeah? The second thing that it can be is something we call irritable bowel syndrome. Mm. And that does often go hand in hand with an ulcer because it's inflammation of the gut. It's inflammation of the lower part of your gut, eh? your colon, your intestines. Mm. But so, what can I use? Yeah, so what we first have to do is make sure it's not an infection. Because if I tell you advice for the irritable bowel and it's an infection, then you know you can get very sick. So if you don't have a fever, you don't feel sick, you only have a runny tummy, then take my advice. If you feel sick, if you have, have a fever. I don't have a fever and I don't feel sick. Okay, so then if it's IBS, there are, there's a long list of foods that you, that you have to avoid, and I'm going to give that to Mishka to post on the website because it's a very long list. Uh, 
So uh, if you cut those foods out for three weeks and then introduce them again one at a time afterwards, you will know the food that is a problem for you. Mm. Yeah. So when it comes to eating, things like rice are usually safe. Mm. Um, try and avoid red meat. If you can, rather do fish or chicken. Mm. Um, when it comes to fruits, definitely stay away from oranges. Yeah, I know that, yeah. Yeah, and rather do things like pears and apples and bananas. Can I eat apple? Apple, pear and banana is safest. And, and peaches? No, I wouldn't do peaches. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, but just, just for now so we can see where the problem is. Mm. Yeah? Just, just uh, sacrifice a short time of but giving up your favorite. What can I use to stop the anita? So a probiotic every two hours. Probiotic? Every two hours. Probiotic. Which one? There's a lot. There's a lot, yeah. You need to get to a health store and just find the best one that you can afford. Mm -hmm. Now ask them for the best one you can afford. That will definitely help. And then get charcoal tablets. Charcoal. Charcoal tablets works very well. Where do you get it? Also the health shop. Mm. Oh. No? I uh, hope, inshallah, that that advice helps. Nope. And yeah. we're going to get, uh, uh, even if you want to send someone to collect or email us, we'll send you that list of uh, for the, 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 the stuff that you've got to eliminate from your system as well, Auntie. All the best for you, inshallah. Inshallah. Afwan, Auntie. Wonderful. Assalamu alaikum. Okay, so um, a few other questions coming through. The one says, um, I have a major problem with digestion. It's very difficult. I constantly build up a wind or flatulence. Can you please help? Okay, that again is a very similar question to what the auntie had earlier. Um, my darling, it is again a symptom of irritable bowel syndrome. Irritable bowel syndrome is not rare. It is very common. I think probably, mm, I would say 70 to 80% of people that walk into my office have it. It's when your gut cannot tolerate certain foods. foods. Mm. Yeah. So again, that diet is so important. I almost feel like we need to do a whole session on that Maybe diet we should. alone. Maybe mm. that should be our next mm. topic. Yeah. Mm. Um, going and cutting out a list of the foods. And the problem in our community is that if you look at that list, you will see we live on the stuff that we're not supposed to eat. I know because I don't eat any of those things. And when I go to a haddad or a wedding, <laughs> I have to take my own food with me. <laughs> I know. I know <laughs> what you mean. You know now Mishka because Mishka's on this diet. Too. So it is a very big thing and, and honestly just that one simple thing of learning to control the things you eat can make 90% of a difference. Mm, I think we're going to discuss that if it's okay with you next week inshallah um, on the elimination because everyone at the office also is like now what do you eat? Yeah, <laughs> Let's do it. Good Let's idea. do that. Next question is what can I give hubby for iron? Ooh, so he's a strong man. Okay, you want to give hubby for iron. I'm assuming that Hubby has got, um, no, I don't know. I think the question is maybe what the hubby is deficient in iron and he needs supplementation. Could be, could be, yes. Could or be maybe that. it could be related to that, uh, what you were mentioning earlier. It could be that too. Okay, so either way, luckily, uh, Ferrum Foss, the homeopathic remedy, mm-hmm. does help for patients who are deficient in iron. Okay. And so um, it's a good thing to get anyway. Mm. So if it, if, even if that is his personality. But if his iron is low, um, we don't recommend getting the usual iron medications that you will have heard of from doctors before okay. because generally they are synthetic and very poorly absorbed in the body. Okay. So the way that they're put together, the, the stomach just can't take it. Oh. So this, they get constipated and their stools get black. 
And so when you do take an iron, you make sure that it's in a complex of vitamins. So the tablet has got some vitamin C in it, maybe some folate in it, some vitamin Bs, because that's the best way for iron to be absorbed. Okay. And then um, I can give you some examples. Am I allowed to? Yes, of course. Go ahead. Um, Iron complex from Medford, Hemogenics from Metagenics, um, and then Kilifer. Those are generally quite well-absorbed onions. Uh, I, I, iron. Iron, iron, not onion, iron. <laughs> when we come back from the break, we continue with Dr. Leila Sadin, who is an integrative and um, aesthetic uh, medical doctor as well. We'll be back after this and talk about the angina heart. What can we do with it? The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. on Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to our program where we are, I think for the next five uh, Mondays, going to holistically look at you as a person and uh, try, inshallah, to assist with your health and then also mentally it will make a big difference at the end of the day if we just look at the body and spiritually as well, you'll feel more connected to the Creator. So, any questions for 7913 or call us 021-442-3530. Dr. Leila Sadin in studio with us and now we take um, Auntie Aisha online. Assalamu alaikum. Yes, I just want to um, to mention something to the doctor. Uh, my husband has still since passed on, but a couple of years ago, he was anemic, and um, they uh, the, uh, one of the doctors at the hospital found he was anemic. But when I took him to, for his normal appointment with a professor, she said to me, "Look, um, grown men." are not anemic, there must be something wrong. They did a lot of tests on him and he had multiple myeloma. So I just wanted to mention this, you know, so because uh, I distinctly know that she told me that. Okay. And had him hospitalized and, and he was, he had multiple myeloma. Um, and that was what caused the anemia because he was eating well and she said grown men have a you know, unless they, they're living on bread and tea, you know, with no milk in, you know, they would be anemic. Okay. So, uh, shukran. Uh, shukran for sharing that with us. Shukran. shukran so much. Before we go to the next caller, what is multiple? It's a cancer. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, it, it, yes, um, it's the same thing with almost any uh, illness that you have to look at the symptom and say, is this appropriate for this patient? And again, like we said earlier, what is the cause of it? Okay. So, which is why it's so difficult to answer the kind of questions we get on the station because mm. you have three seconds to answer the question <laughs> and make it relevant. But when you come, you have a half an hour consultation and we get into it deeply. But it is a very good point. Um, it doesn't mean every little person with low iron must just go get an iron supplement. We okay. really, really need to look at the cause of it. Mm, so that's that's the holistic part of it all. Absolutely. Um, so let's take the next caller, Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. I just want to know what I can use for hot flashes. Okay, again, it's a, it's another question that I have to say to you. We have to find the cause of your hot flashes uh, as opposed to what can you just take. I assume you are menopausal? Yes. Okay, and, it, and it's an appropriate menopause age. Did you say 52? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So hot flashes is a sign of low estrogen in the body, right? So you can very easily go get HRT uh, as a doctor, which is um, high risk. It can cause heart attacks. It can cause stroke. um, It can cause blood clots. But the option is there. Um, then you can also get natural hormone replacement. So that's going to an integrative doctor, holistic doctor, and getting a, a hormone supplementation that is natural and doesn't cause those uh, symptoms. Yeah. The alternative is going to a health shop and getting some herbal medicines over the counter. Um, there are many. There's Miniclo Forte. There's Estrovera. There's a long list, and really, it, it would be something that I would. Uh, do with in consultation with you and decide what would be best for you. Um, if you just, uh, if can I use the word hot for? If you're just feeling like that right now and you don't know what else to do and you don't have time to go see the doctor, then get some Miniclove and see if that if that works for you because that's easily available. Um, of course, then like evening primrose oil does help as well. Hey. Okay. Um. So would it be possible to see you? Of course, my angel. Um, our practice is just going to be closed between Christmas and New Year, but yeah. uh, before and after that, you are welcome to come. Our room numbers are 021-824-2170. Yeah, 2170. 2170. Um, and please, we, we are contracted out, which means that we don't accept medical aid, but we will give you a statement that you can submit to your medical aid and claim it back afterwards. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Shukran yeah, so much, yeah. Fatima. All okay. the best to you, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. And uh, so that also, yeah, maybe we could go to this question. I just want to know the consultation fee. Is it only for consulting whereby doctor wants to know the history about the patient? No exam. Please explain. Okay. Our first consultation is 90% of the time a 30-minute consult. For 30 minutes, a consultation is 650 uh, if it's a 15-minute quick, I just have a cold, sort me out, it's 350, which is kind of standard, yeah? Okay. Um, no, of course not. It's just the history. Uh, we will do an examination. Uh, it's quite an extensive examination. Um, and whatever tests need to be done afterwards, I'll recommend. Shall we go on to that angina heart now, wanting to know um, what's good, what's bad for an angina heart? Okay, so angina heart stress is very bad for angina heart. Stress is probably the thing that will take you from angina heart into a heart attack. Mm. So if you can manage that, please get the stress levels down. If you can't manage that, we have a stress guru at our practice um, who will help you to do that. So come and see her for that. Your weight is very important. Mm. Most people who have angina are overweight. If they're not stressed, they're overweight. Um, and so working with a dietitian, which we also have at our practice to help get the weight down safely. And of course, Over-exercising can be bad for angina, but not exercising is worse. Okay. So we must do graded, slow introduction of exercise. Uh. With angina, we always say exercise with help. Don't just go do it on your own. Mm -hmm. But doing nothing is far worse. And then, of course, uh, the diet is very important. Mm. Okay, before we take the next caller, the question is, I have a son who has a runny stomach and vomiting. He's very weak. What can I give him to eat? Okay, it depends how old your son is. If he is, if there's diarrhea and vomiting, it means that the child is losing water. They are becoming dehydrated. Yeah. If your child is dehydrated and you can see the eyes are looking dry when they cry, there's no tears, their tongue looks dry. Uh, you should take the child to a doctor. I, I don't want to, uh, mm. yeah, you know, say the wrong thing here, but 
if there is danger of dehydration, rather take a child to a doctor. Mm. The first important thing is to get dehydration into them. That doesn't mean just water. Some dehydration sachets from the chemist will be perfect, or you can make your own um, using uh, sugar, salt, um, and a banana sometimes helps as well okay. in your water. Um, and then things to eat, just not big heavy things. The stomach is inflamed. It doesn't want to eat and digest big heavy things. And don't force food down the child. As long as they can get the fluids in, that's fine. And really, and don't do the dry bread thing. Gluten is a bad idea when the stomach is inflamed. Um, Rice is probably a better thing. Rice cakes. Is it safe to say from an emotional level, just maybe check that it's not the report causing Rani's stomach nerves oh, or something? Oh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, the exams are over. I think that would have been the time for the vomiting. <laughs> true, true. And to the shukran for holding. Uh, welcome to Voice of the Cape. Uh, shukran for taking my call. Salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. Um, I have lots of sleepless nights. Mm. Pain in the shin and under the feet. There's mm. no, uh, the, the skin isn't broken off my foot. Mm-mm. But mm. it's always paining on the side of the foot and mm. around the big toes. What can I do? But the sleepless nights is the most important. Okay, so the cause of your sleepless nights is the pain. So we need to look at the pain and inshallah the sleepless nights will recover too, right? No, no, no. Just um, let me put, uh, maybe I'll put it all in one. Rephrase. Mm, mm, but mm. the sleepless nights is on its own without even having the pain. It's, I just don't sleep well. Okay. But the pain is there during the day as well on the feet and on the, okay. on the shin. Have you so seen... No meat actually there where it pains. So it's like, is my bone pain aching or what? Okay. Auntie, have you seen a doctor yet? Yes. What do they say? Um, they just give the ointment to rub on and that's it. I'm with the day hospital. Okay. So, um, no offense to the a, day hospital, but that's not the same thing. And yeah. thyroxin. Okay, my love. So, you have a complicated body there. Okay. Yeah? You're, and please don't think that you've got one, two, three, four different diseases going on. It's only one dysfunction okay. happening in your system. And at the day hospitals, it is impossible to diagnose what's mm. going on there. They don't have the time. And really, you're dealing usually with uh, very inexperienced doctors or just the nurses themselves. When you have this kind of issue, it is worthwhile to save up a little bit of money, come and see a GP doctor that can help get to the root of your problem um, because it's it's complicated. Uh, it's not a simple thing of, oh, eat this and take this and we uh, need to see the whole picture. <clears throat> I have been to a GP yeah. with the same results. Yeah, with the sa- they gave you something to rub on your feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. You know, uh, when the, the, the pain becomes too much, then I treat myself and say, well, now I'm going to the doctor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, the sleepless nights when I get into bed. Have they given I you a sleeping tablet? I clock at it off for one, two o'clock. I can tell you what's on radio the whole night through. <laughs> get no, into no. bed and fudge and in in a half past it. Yeah. Oh well, I'm getting up now. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so Auntie, have you better. have they given you a sleeping tablet? Um, they gave me some um, amtropolines. They just said that is to let me settle down, but it doesn't work. Okay, so you understand when you try a course of treatment that doesn't work for you, you need to try a new course of treatment. And if that medical system isn't working for you, you need to try a new medical system. So my suggestion is that you try and come and see integrative or holistic or alternative uh, doctor for a different system. Because the system that you are using at the moment is not working for you. Mm. 
Yeah, does that uh, make sense? I hope, inshallah, that helps. And unfortunately, we're going to have to end it there. So, shukran. For taking my call and you call. Can I come and see one of you guys? Please, my darling, come see me anytime. Let me have your number. It's 021-824-2170. Yeah. Okay. Shukran. <laughs> Okay, there are lots of homeopathic remedies for people who sweat too much. There are very few medical treatments for it. So uh, my advice is to come and see a homeopath and they will look at her personality, take into account the kind of person she is, all her other symptoms, and then make a decision on the best kind of remedy that she would need for the excessive sweating. Uh, there's a very good homeopath in Cape Town, his name is Dr. Mari Rashmia. He is our homeopath and family doctor. Um, and he is in Lower Mandot in Observatory. His name is Mari Rashmia. Okay, wonderful. Next one, going for Umrah in a few days' time. Don't feel like doing anything. Don't have an appetite. Also get airsick when I fly. What can I take for energy? Okay, usually people who are working up to something like Umrah are quite stressed. Mm. And their low energy is usually related to burnout. Okay. Yeah. So taking something for energy, you know, you take nutritional things for energy, you take a tonic or whatever, that's only helping your energy on that level. If your energy is because of having stressed so much and being uh, burnt out from a stress perspective, you need to treat that. So you can actually buy this over the counter. It's called Adreset. It's made by Metagenics. And taking one a day will definitely help you from a stress perspective to get over the exhaustion. Wonderful. Last question I would love to end for this one. Please give me the name of the iron tablet, especially <laughs> the one that can be used for stubborn men and where can it be purchased? <laughs> okay, so the iron tablet specifically, uh, we're talking about iron uh, as the chemical iron, is um, uh, hemogenics by Metagenics. Um, then the iron remedy, the homeopathic remedy, which can treat the stubborn man, <laughs> is called ferum fos. But remember, there are many kinds of stubborn men, and an iron stubborn man is only one kind. But there are also other kinds of stubborn men. If you really, if your husband has an issue, uh, oh, she didn't even say her husband, Marv, I'm making assumptions here. Um, <laughs> if the man really has an issue of stubbornness, Take into a homeopath and use it as a, you know, use it illness as a as a reason to go. Mm. But the homeopath will always get into the person's personality. Okay, that's important as well. Uh, Dr. Leila, I'm going to leave the details downstairs at reception. Quickly going through the number 021-824-2170. And again, the reason that we're doing these programs is for you to get overall wellness going. And when we say by that, we mean um, healthy eating, um, a healthy mind and body, as well as a spiritual awakening that 
which we will be having as well, inshallah. So tune in every Monday, 12 to 1 o'clock for the next five uh, episodes. And you can also download it at uh, the podcast, which is vscfm.iono.fm. And you can click on the general channel. You'll find it there. Shukran, Dr. Leila. You are so welcome. Afwan, anytime, anything for you, Mishka. <laughs> we'll see you next week, 12 o'clock. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.